Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are now in tune to Women Camp. Thank you for joining the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Women Camp is a broadcast designed to inspire, motivate, and encourage women of all ages, shapes, colors, and sizes. We are all sisters, here to be courageous, anointed, mighty, and powerful. Stay tuned and join the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Women Camp today. We're so excited to have you guys on the broadcast with us this morning as we talk through the dynamics of this segment for this month that we've been talking about. Help me to heal, you know, overcoming past hurt and even current hurt. And so today I just wanted to, before we dive into the subject matter, I just wanted to to just let you guys know, one of the things that we do with Women Camp is we have a a texting um, that goes out to remind everybody about the Women Camp broadcast, and we'll provide some information later on in the show if you, you know, would like to receive text messages from us. But one of the things that we do is around the 15th of the month, we send out basically a text message asking for any prayer request. And so I just wanted to to share with those of you who have forwarded in and just share with us your prayer request to let you know that we have been earnestly praying and lifting you up and lifting up your prayer concerns for healing, for breakthrough, for deliverance, for God to open doors, for a prophetic and out apostolic outpouring. We just want you guys to know that that we love you and that we're praying for you and we know that God's plan is being fulfilled over your life. We just we want to send those blessings and let you know that we are we're sending forth those prayer requests and and we hope to hear from you all with praise reports on just the outcome of what God is doing in turn for the prayers that we're sending up. And so today we continue the conversation that we began at the beginning of the month where we talk about healing, helping to heal, overcoming the past hurt. And so, you know, there is a process that we as human beings as we go through um, in grief or with hurt. And so today we're going to talk about those dynamics of, of what we experience in that process that we go through. You know, some of us experience some different phases and some different levels in there. And and so the ladies and I are going to just share with you from some of our personal situations, things that we maybe have dealt with, things that we um, are just in the process of dealing with, and we just want to share with you some of the things that God has done and what he continues to do on our behalf. So I have on the line uh, Emma, uh, Elder Emma Jane Frazier, my aunt, Mom Frazier is what I call her, and I just want her to share with us a little bit because she's not going to be on the line with us very long today. But I just want her to share with us a little bit about this, this, this help me to heal and some of the things that we as women experience as we're going through hurt. And part of that is the denial, isolation, and anger. So, Mom Frazier, if you would just talk with us for a little bit on the subject matter. 
Well, I've been married for 52 years and had one point in my marriage uh, that hurt really, really bad by my spouse. And it was a difficult time for me. You know, I, I felt like, okay, I'm not that good. I mean, I, I had done things to him also, but when you're hurting, you don't generally think about what you've done to somebody else. You're meditating on what's happened to you. So I was really, really uh, feeling depressed and worthless and um, just betrayed and just all kinds of very, very negative uh, thoughts about myself and about what had happened. And it took a long time for me to come out of that, that feeling of something's wrong with me. You know, I've been betrayed, I've been wounded, I've been hurt. And it wasn't until the Lord kind of set me down after I got through crying and and had upset my children because they saw me laying on the floor wailing. I really understand wailing now. Uh, But at that point, I was laying on the floor wailing. And my children were watching me, and they couldn't console me. And then the Lord just kind of got my attention. And he said, now you know how I feel when you do things to me that you know you shouldn't do, when you deliberately disobey me, when you deliberately withhold praise and worship from me, when you deliberately put me out of your life and go your own way. But I forgave you. Well, you need to forgive your husband. And it took me a while. I had to meditate on that thing. But as I began to to meditate on it, and I began to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and just kind of soothe me and hold me and and uh, comfort me, my whole attitude about the situation, it just changed. It didn't stop, but I wasn't on the killing floor anymore. I wasn't at that point where I thought I was less than and I had no value. And I discovered that holding on to the hurt, because I held on to it for a while, holding on to the hurt destroyed me. It didn't change the situation. It didn't stop what he said. It didn't stop what he was doing. It just destroyed me and my relationship with others and my relationship with myself and my relationship with my children. So holding on to that anger, holding on to that hurt was truly like taking arsenic in small doses. It's going to kill you, but it's just going to be a slow process. Where when I began to forgive, and I began to realize that I, too, had caused or contributed to the situation, then I began to look at life and look at my husband, look at my marriage, look at myself, totally different. And it began to encourage me, and it gave me the strength to fight for my marriage to fight for my relationship with my husband, to fight for my own sanity, 
So holding on to hurt, although it, it is real, we cannot deny when a situation hurts us. But holding on to it kills us. Doesn't do anything for the offender. It, it doesn't stop him. It doesn't uh, change him to the same degree that it changes us. That's that's my experience. That's one of my early experiences with her. Uh, after 52, 52 years of marriage and seventy-three years of life, there's a whole lot right. of experiences. <laughs> That I have, uh, but that one just sticks with me, and the way I had to process through it, the isolation. Well, I would, I just crawled myself up into a ball, and I didn't want to talk to my children. I didn't want to talk to other people. I just wanted to stay in this ball of isolation until the Lord got my attention. So it's it's very dangerous. Again, it's like taking arsenic in small doses when we don't deal with the hurt, when we don't look at it, uh, not in in the sense of just what happened to me, but in the sense of how I process this hurt is going to affect all those that are around me, those that are closely involved with me. Amen, amen. You know, and I think a lot of times we as women, because we are naturally, we're incubators, we tend to not be cognizant of the the detriment that can happen to us when we put ourselves into the isolation or, or put our, pull ourselves away from, you know, uh, um, the the human touch, so to speak, or, or involvement in everyday life. And so we have Dr. Charlene on the line with us today, and we have Prophet Samantha on the line with us today. And so I want you you all to kind of give us a little bit of, you know, some of the things that you guys have experienced. Mom Frazier just shared with us, you know, her experience from being married and being hurt early on in marriage and just really, you know, having that travail and that welling, you know, and that hurt that was so deep that it caused her to just well and just, to even be unconsolable or inconsolable, you know, by by the normal standards, you know. And I know that we as women, as we, you know, um, continue to live this journey that God has us on, we're going to experience um, a different level of hurt. We're going to experience this level of uh, pain at some point in time in our lives. And so I want to send this out there to you women that are listening to be an encouragement to you as as you're facing those different challenges, you know, play this over and over and listen to the different things that the, the sisters are saying today on the line and just sharing with you how God has given them the strength to overcome those different avenues of hurt they have felt. So, Dr. Charlene, if you would just share with us a little bit, you know, from your experience of feeling that denial and isolation in the midst of the hurt. Oh, praise God. I'm just happy to be on the broadcast with you all today. And of the truth, as as uh, Bob Frazier was speaking, uh, you know, I can attest to the, the the hurt and the feeling that comes through a relationship that you open yourself up unto, and it's it's and and those are really uh, uh, the most uh, devastating uh, uh, hurts uh, that most people feel 
with the ice, and, and, and that really caused you to go into that isolation and that denial state because you can't believe that uh, of what took place within your relationship, what took place within your life, you know, that, that caused you to be at odds against one another. And, and I think it's so powerful because it not only happens in a marriage relationship, but it happens in a relationship with family. It happens in a relationship with friends. It happens in all kinds of uh, different aspects, especially when you committed yourself to something. And I think that's the beginning stage of how, you know, it could be so uh, uh, devastating in our lives is because we commit ourselves unto it. You, it could be a job that you're committed unto, and because you committed yourself unto that, then whenever something goes wrong with it or uh, or something just, just comes to hurt you so badly, it does shift you and cause you to go into that state, and a lot of people into the state of denial. And then at the same time, sometimes, you know, uh, 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 we uh, go into a state of, oh, that I just believe that that just didn't happen. That's still a state of denial. But at the same time, these are, are, are important uh, uh, subjects for uh, uh, other, uh, for the, the people, for us to be discussing because it happens every day. And I'm just happy to be on the broadcast because what happened with her uh, relationship, mine didn't happen that early on. Mine happened later on after years and years and years of being in a marriage relationship that caused, you know, such a devastating hurt. But at the same time, uh, uh, my first response was, I'm out of this. I can't deal with this. It's just too much. But then then, then as days went past, God began to reveal it to me, and I thank God for Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit, you know, I know through God began to reveal it to me that, you know, regardless of what may have happened, regardless of what may have taken place within your life, this hurt can't be the end of you. And that's what I I started focusing on. This is not the end of me. This is not the end of me. I can still yet, you know, I'm still yet me even though I can't see it right now. I'm still yet me, and I begin to encourage myself and and, and and strengthen myself in the Word of God. And and it wasn't an easy process, not at first, because you have to take your focus off of the hurt and and, and shift your focus over into something in a totally different area. You, if you focus on the hurt, the hope, the hurt will overshadow you. It will overcome you. But if you take and put your attention in a totally different area, it helps you to be able to deal with the hurt, live with the hurt, and still yet go on and progress in life. And that's where a lot of people find themselves at the at the that that fork in the road where they still want to keep their eye on the hurt because they're thinking and they put the shield around themselves saying. I don't want to be hurt like this again. I will never be hurt like this again. I will never let myself be down like this again. I will never allow myself to be caught in a situation like this again. And and and, and because of that, we 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 do isolate ourselves and we do live in a denial because we don't want to hold. We don't want to let go of the hurt and we don't want to uh, 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 let go of the individual that we feel that hurt us. But it's all attack of it's all really when you look at it, it's all attack of the enemy to shift you, to move you out of the position that God has placed you in, to, to cause you to be less than what you're supposed to be in life. 
and, and, and I took comfort in the scripture in Colossians 3 and 13. It says, be tolerant with one another and forgive one another. Whenever any of you has a complaint against someone else, you must forgive one another just as the Lord has forgiven you. And I started thinking about that thing, and I said, you know, all the things that I've done in life, God still loves me. And I said, you know, all I did was ask him to forgive me. And he he, he forgave me, and he and he's still showing and displaying his love toward me. I can't hold on to things. God don't hold on to things. He let those things go, and he continues to move on because he already knows what he's placed on the inside of us. So when you grab hold to yourself, when you grab hold to the confidence that you have within you, then you can move beyond that point. I'm so uh, uh, I got a tickled about the, the the scripture when it talks about Jacob and later, and Jacob he loved himself from Rachel and he wanted to marry her, and it was like I'm not gonna let nothing keep me from being married to this woman. But he was fooled because he got to marry the other, the oldest daughter first, and and he married the oldest daughter, but he still wanted Rachel. His eyes were still on her, and because of that whole process. He stayed another seven years. Now, he I'm, I'm quite sure he was hurt on that night when he went into the room. He was thinking Rachel was coming in the room with him. But Rachel didn't come in the room with him. He got the oldest one, and, and Leah. And, 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 and it's the process of you going through this thing that you, you it's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Am I going to stop? Am I going to quit? Am I just going to settle for Leah and, and, and not get Rachel? No. His thought process was, you know what? Okay, you got me. You hit me with your best shot. But guess what? I I, I could take it. I could take it. I could take it because I know my next one is going to be what I want. And he kept working for those next seven years. And guess what? He got what he wanted. He got what he desired. And 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 I you know I know it's kind of funny to use that you know uh, 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 scripture as a, uh, a something to relate to with hurt. But he was hurt. He was devastated, and I believe she was as well because she was expected to be married to him. Every A lot of times we get into our cocoon, and we forget about everything else in life. We forget about the rules and the regulations. We forget about, you know, how disappointments are going to come, how everything is not designed to go our ways. You know, it's like we get in this temper tantrum, like, I want, I want, I want, and I got to have what I want. You don't have to have what you want. You got to have what God wants you to have. And if we start looking at things in that manner, things will start to change for us. And I'm so excited because as I began to go through that process, I could see a difference in life. And now, you know, I can, the hurt, I know I remember the hurt, but the hurt don't have me. It doesn't have the same hold on me as it had from the beginning. And I give God praise for that. Amen, amen. I mean, I think about the story, you know, as you were bringing up um, stories from the scripture, and I think about the story of of Naomi and how she was so angry with God and mm-hmm. she became so bitter. And and she, but initially she just isolated herself. She didn't want no one to know who she was. She was, you know, in complete denial and just struggling through the hurt of loss and experiencing mm-hmm. loss over and over again. And I think sometimes that's what we do, you know, when we experience such a deep hurt or a loss that we begin to isolate ourselves. And, you know, Prophet Smith, I want to give you the opportunity to come on and to share with us, you know, your experience with, you know, dealing with hurt and having the denial and isolation 
to be at the forefront and, and how God, you know, helps you to overcome that. Amen. Good morning, everyone. God bless you all. Uh, Prophet Savola, you, you set me up for that one just right because um, my my the the denial of the hurt that I I, um, I remember it, it wasn't necessarily my my marriage although that you know it, those experiences come with marriage absolutely but um, the denial or the hurt I said Lord what exactly do you want me to talk about because you can you can experience that in so many aspects of your life but the the what God and and this was interesting because it's it's almost like I had to remember where the situations of pain. And so I said, Lord, what do you want me to talk about on this morning? And and the one that I remember was before I was able to conceive. And it's it's so interesting that you said she experienced the hurt over and over again because as my husband and I were trying to uh have children and it was it was it was not happening and the the months turned into years and the and 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 the years kept rolling on and so um, it was monthly that I was experiencing that same stage of grief, that same that same stage of hurt, and it's almost as if, Prophetess Savola, you feel like you can't tell anybody um, because when you're in that position of um, because those five stages of grief, when when she wrote about those, it had to deal with um, experiencing a death, and so sometimes people don't understand and they don't equate. Uh, the the inability to 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 conceive or the loss of a child with um with death because they haven't seen the child yet but right, when you have right. a, spirit, a spirit of expectancy from from Christ when you're in that that mentality when you're in that place that God is going to do this and and your child doesn't come forth and that that manifestation hasn't happened yet you experience that that um that death that that loss of of child even though others outside haven't seen it. So it was a it was a monthly process for me of going through that pain of not of not um being with child. And so when you you go through that and you you begin to isolate yourself because you feel like you can't tell anybody. Um you can't because over and over again you don't want to keep um having other people experiencing your hurt. You don't want to keep having other people experience your pain or you feel like I'm a failure in this area. How can this be happening to me? And the funny thing about it is when you're going through that infertility or you're going through that, that loss of a child and you see other people um, being able to have that experience of, of being with child or giving birth to a child and that, that pain just hits you so hard, but you just have to you, you hold it in and it just sits there and you find the strength to smile even though sometimes it's a fake smile and your heart is broken, but you're happy. You're you're happy for that person, but your hurt returns again. And it's so interesting how that happened over and over and over again. And Prophetess Savola, I can remember one day in particular, and I came to the realization that month that I wasn't with child again. And so I said, I've got to get out of here because I was at home by myself, and I said, I've got to get out of the house. Let me get out of the house. And I went to the grocery store with no real purpose. I just wanted to be around people. So, of course, when you're at the grocery store, you find something to buy, and I'm standing in line ready to check out. And this, right. boy, this little boy is sitting in, in the buggy with his mother, and he's just staring at me. 
And so I look at him, I finally look at him, and I smile. Now, mind you, at that point, I just found out that I wasn't with child again. So my heart is broken on the inside. But this little this little boy is looking at me. He's staring at me. So I find the strength to smile at him. And he taps his mother. He taps his mother. I can remember it clear as day. And he taps his mother, and she finally looks at him. And he says, Mommy, whose mommy is she? Tavola, I could have just broke down right there in the store. Wow. I remember that pain like yesterday. But it's amazing how God will give you the strength to continue to carry on. Because there was no real, the the, the child wasn't set out. It wasn't his desire to, to hurt me even the more. That wasn't his desire. But it was it was something that God was doing. It was something that the enemy was trying to do. But there has to be, even as we talked about on, on last um last broadcast, that there has to be a resiliency on the inside of you, and there has to be that putting things in perspective. It's, it's interesting because as we were sitting here, I began to, to think about the how people say a delay is not a denial, and that is absolutely true. A delay is not a denial, but it's interesting how a denial can be a delay. We have to come to terms with um, – that, yes, this this place, being in this position, isolating myself, because we see it so much, especially in the body of Christ, how when we isolate ourselves, when we separate ourselves from from the flock, when we separate ourselves from the from the um, the place that God has put us in, it becomes the perfect opportunity for the enemy to try to pick us apart. Um, and that's why it's so important for us, even no matter what your situation is, and we oftentimes, for me, a lot of times I found myself trying to, in my mind, protect other people. I don't want to keep putting my hurt on them. I don't want to keep putting my pain on them. Um, so I'm not going to continue to tell them about my my situation. But it's amazing how the hurt kept coming my way because people would ask me, well, when are you going to have a baby? You haven't had a baby yet? Your sisters are having children. Why haven't you had a child yet? And not only that, Prophet Savola, I can remember, um, and this was after I, God had blessed me with the twins, so I was, I was overjoyed because God had did it. He did just what he said he'd do. And it's amazing how in that time when I wanted to keep my issue private, God made it public. <laughs> I wow. wanted to yes. my infertility my inability to have children, I wanted to keep that private, but God made it public. And not only did God make it public um, before I conceived the twins, um, I had to deal with the, with the situation of when are you going to have those twins? When are you going to do that? And so I began to say, God, I know you can do it. My strength came from God. My strength came from my my. Um, my my resiliency, my knowing that God is who he said he is. And if he released the word, that word has to come to pass. And so it was after the twins that I suffered a miscarriage. And that was the deepest pain I, I could have ever felt because my trust in God was so strong. My belief that God would never, that, that he, would, he would not fail me, that he would, that having a miscarriage was so far from my, my mind. And when you talk about grief, and they talk about that in response to a death, and I'm, I'm just going to be real on today. When you talk about that in response to a death, I, I found 
I was actually at the hospital. I was actually there for my um, my uh, ultrasound, and I saw my baby on the screen. And the 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 ultrasound technician became really quiet. It wasn't like the times before. The whole atmosphere in the room changed. And I said, Lord, what what? I, I began to ask her, Is everything okay? I'm looking at my baby on the screen. Are are you okay? Is everything okay? And and she says, well, hold on for just a minute, and she leaves the room. And she comes back in with another person. And when she came back in with a doctor, I can remember the tear. The doctor said nothing, but I can remember the tear on the side of my face. And I said, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. And I had to go through the death of my child. But God never fails. He never fails. And so today... God has blessed me with three children, but there are times when I tell people I actually have four because the denial is never is never a time where we should isolate ourselves and allow ourselves to be cut off from the glory and the grace of God. When we isolate ourselves, we put ourselves in that place and in that position for the enemy to attack us. And so I would encourage women on today to find someone who understands your pain, Find someone who is not afraid to hear you talk about your pain and get in that place in that position and just let it all pour out and understand that if you can't find nobody else, God is strong enough to deal with your pain. He's strong enough to deal with what you're going through, whether that's marriage, whether that's infertility, whether that's the loss of a child or whether that's the loss of a parent, whatever it is, God can handle it. So I just give glory to God on this morning because he's been so good to me. And I'm going to stop right there, prophetess. You know, understanding how we work through these different segments of of grief and hurt is so important for us as women because if we don't know, if we can't empathize or even understand the process that we go through, when we're experiencing this hurt because, you know, then we disconnect ourselves and we feel that nobody understands what I'm dealing with, nobody understands what I'm going through. And I think about how this just brings the story of Penina in the Bible to full life to us. You know, last week Dr. Charlene had, you know, introduced that story into our discussion about hurt and, and anger and frustration. And she talked about how, you know, Panina have been frauded, you know, over and over and over again. Um, how Hannah, how how I'm sorry, how Hannah had been frauded by Panina over and over again because Hannah couldn't have a child, and you know, and it brought me to the realization of how the Lord has blessed me, you know, in the beginning stages to give birth to our daughter, but when my husband and I were brought together and united, how we weren't able to have children. And how in the beginning stages I was so angry and so frustrated, so irritated with the whole process, and I was so hurt, you know, and just very, very angry with with the fact that other people that didn't even want to have kids could have kids, and I wanted to have a baby, but I couldn't have a baby, and so I was just like, and but then God brought me to a level of contentment and recognizing that his grace was sufficient and in, in, in all my desires and in all the things that I sought out for him for, his grace was sufficient. And even as, you know, Prophet Samantha just sharing with us, and, you know, her heartfelt testimony about, 
experiencing grief at just a whole nother level and, and losing, you know, after, you know, having the baby growing inside of you and then experiencing that loss. And, and I know that there are women that are out there who are experienced or who have experienced loss at such a great level, and you struggle with how are you going to be able to overcome? How are you going to be able to make it through? How are you going to even be able to, to express yourself as a person with all the hurt and all the frustration and all the anger that you have felt? And so I want to give, you know, before we even start touching on the subject matter of anger, I wanted to give Mom Fraser, who I know has to go off the line, and just an opportunity to kind of share with, with you and just encourage you um, before she has to cut out today. Well, I just thank God for the opportunity. It is a part of life hurt. It, it, it's that part that, that makes you grow. You know, when we had kids, we used to tell our children, when they said their bones hurt and all that kind of stuff, that those were growing pains. And those growing pains prepared us and prepared our children for other areas of life. Those growing pains taught us how to deal with uncomfortableness, how to deal with insecurity, how to deal with hurt. So as we go through issues that of hurt in our everyday life, we've got to stop looking at it as debilitating, but look at it as a growth mechanism. Because every time we endure, it'll drive us closer to the Lord. We have to put a focus in our mind that things Whatever you're throwing against me to cause this pain is going to drive me to the Lord. And when the Lord allows that hurt, we've got to put in our mind, Lord, you're drawing me closer to you in this situation because the Bible tells us that our Savior suffered just like we suffered. He understands and knows about hurt. So if we can change our focus on how we look at the process of birth, it doesn't feel comfortable, but you know in the end, it's like giving birth. That pain is horrific if you have natural birth, but you know in the end that you have this product that's coming forth, this precious gift that's coming forth. If we can learn to look at uh, the hurt in our life with that frame of mind, then we will come to realize that when we hurt, it's a growing process. It's a driving, it's a drawing process. And that God will never leave us. That he knew about hurt even before we experienced it. And he has equipped us. If we will look to him, He has equipped us to endure, and the hurt will make you stronger because it will make you more sensitive to other people. It will also make you more sensitive to your need for the Lord. Hurt is problematic, but hurt is also a growth factor. I encourage you ladies that are on the air, take your hurt out and look at it. 
take your hurt out and and tell your hurt about your God who delivers, who heals, who strengthens. Tell your hurt that my God is able and my God will strengthen me through this. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I hate I have to leave. Uh, but next week, I, I pray the Lord will enable me to be there to hear all these wonderful testimonies and, and gain strength for myself from that which is occurring. God bless. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much, Mom Frazier. We love you. You know, ladies, as we, you know, even as Mom Frazier was talking, I thought about, you know, what came out of our segment last week as we talked about the overcoming power that when we look at our hurt from a perspective of, man, we allow it to consume us, we allow it to overtake us, then we get into an attitude of self-victimization where we just relive it over and over again. But when we look at it the way God intended and how he desires for us to, to look at it and we grow through the hurt, we grow through the pain, and we begin to allow him to strengthen us and we begin to allow him to to allow, when we begin to allow him to allow our, our lives to be matured and grown through this process, we'll begin to see him in a different light. So I'm so encouraged as, as we're having this discussion about helping to heal, overcoming past hurt, and realizing and recognizing the strength of God that comes in the middle of the process. You know, Dr. Charlene, as we're talking about this story, you have any additional points that you want to share for us as we start to talk about anger? Oh, I'm pretty sad. Looking through the scripture, and it's it's just an encouraging uh, verse that I'd like to uh, to read. It, it says in Psalms 24 and 7, it says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. And as I, I was reading that, it came to me that, you know, we, you know, uh, Prophetess uh, Samantha was talking about, you know, with the breakdown in, uh, that hurt brings. And, and as I was listening to her, you know, my heart just went out. And and it's so important for us to understand that when we get when 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 we're hit with a low blow and 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 it causes us to have a breakdown, a breakdown is just what it 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 is a breakdown. It brings you down. But when we uh, after we realize that we're in that state of being down or we've been in that state of a, of a breakdown, then we can look at our God. And when we look at our God, then we can lift ourselves back up. And that's scripture. That's why the scripture kind of you know sticks out to me, you know, lift your head up. Once you lift your head up, even though you're in a down and low state, once you lift your head up, you can begin to see upward. You don't, you're not looking down anymore. And when you begin to look up, then you can see God. You can see, the, you can truly see the King of Glory, and He's lifting you back up. He can lift you back up. He will lift you back up if you could just lift up your eyes and look unto Him. Amen, amen. You know, as I'm thinking about all of the different stories, I, I thought about as we transition to the discussion about anger, the other portion portion of this process, you know, I thought about a situation where, you know, what happened to me at work, and this is, you know, not necessarily a family-related, but it's just a work-related situation. And and I was, I had put in for a promotion at work, and I didn't get it. And so I initially went through the denial phase and just isolated myself, and I was so, you know, frustrated that I was just like, okay, um, 
I'm just pulling back. I'm just not going to put myself out there no more. I'm just not going to deal with it like that no more. I'm just going to withdraw myself. And then I got really, really angry. And and part of that anger was stimulated from those who were around me because they were angry. And then I just the, the anger inside of me just built more and more and more for no really for no apparent reason. And I began to think about that today as I was prepping, or really not today, but this week as I was prepping for our broadcast today about how anger is a part of that process of hurt. Like my feelings were hurt because I didn't get the promotion because I felt that I was a good person for the position. But on top of that, all that anger started, you know, flooding through my heart and flooding through my mind, and and I began to be consumed by it. And then I just, I was sitting at my desk, and I was so angry, and I said, you know what, I need to take a moment to breathe and just to step out of this situation just for a moment so that I can breathe. And when I began to separate myself um, this is, in a sense, a good isolation because those who were around me in my office space were basically prompting more anger. And so I began to walk around, and I just began to declare the word of the Lord over my life. I just began to say, you know, God, I know all things work together for the good of them who love you and who are called according to your purpose, so I know that you're working this out for my good. I know that you're looking out for me. I know that you bless me, that you wish above all things that I will prosper and be in good health, even as my soul prosper. I know you've got this all under control. I know, God, that you wouldn't withhold any good things from me. So I began to declare and confess, and I, the more that I begin to declare and to confess it, then the more I begin to really see this anger cloud lift off of me, and I begin to be able to walk in the peace of God. And so then a few more months later, Another job opportunity came for promotion. I put in for it. I was more prepared because even as Mom Fraser said, that we, if we use the hurt as a learning experience, which I did, I learned from it, made the changes necessary, and when I went back in, I got the promotion. And so what am I saying? That even as Mom Fraser held that so applicable and everything that we're sharing with you all this morning on the broadcast, how it is so applicable in every area of our lives, whether it's just with your family, whether it's in your workplace, no matter where we're talking to you from, this what we're sharing from what we're sharing reaches out to all areas of your life, not just your relationships, but the everything that you touch. So when we experience this hurt, when we experience this disappointment, when we experience this grief, we're walking through these phases. And as we're walking through these phases, we're going to experience these things. And as we're experiencing them, then the word of God, we have to exalt the word of God above our natural tendencies to go in the opposite direction. And and that's what I begin to even garner from this portion of what we're talking about. And so, you know, Prophet Samantha, if you would just share with us a little bit about, you know, an example of an area where you just got a little bit angry or you got really angry, you know, with, you know, based upon the hurt that you had dealt with, and, and just share with us how God helped you to, to navigate that and work through that. Oh, goodness. Um, anger. Let's see. <laughs> I um I, I you know even in in keeping with the the um the story that I was sharing earlier I would say that the anger came in because part of my um my 
healing, part of my strength came from the Word of God in reference to the the infertility that I was I was going through. And so there's a scripture in the Bible that says um, that 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 uh, your field shall never yield its fruit. And so um, when I was in that position of of I've lost I've lost my child, um, I was I was in such a place of, and, and I, I think there was a, a time of denial, but then the anger set in, how could this happen? Um, and and it, it was a conversation between me and God. Lord, I've, I've trusted your word. I've, I've held fast to your word. How could I, what, what, what happened? I was angry at myself. I was questioning myself. What did I do wrong? What did I, how did I, how did I lose this child? And then there was the, um, the, the, the God, how did you let this happen? Why didn't you, you know, why didn't you do something? And that that anger, but it's it's so amazing that um, God is still, He's still right there, and, and and that's why I said He can deal with whatever issues we're going through, whatever uh, times of anger that we feel, whatever times of of hurt that we're we're going through, whatever phase or wave that we're in. God can deal with it. He can handle it, and so I have real conversations with the Lord like that. Because I feel as if I might as well, he already knows my heart. There are certain things and, and there's a certain way that you yeah. respect your your parents and, and so you don't you don't you're never disrespectful, but I can be I can be honest with you, God. I can be real with you about the way that I'm feeling. And so that 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 hurt and that anger had set in and I was like, Lord, how do how do I pick myself back up from this? Because I I believed so strongly that this would never happen to me, and yet it did. And it's amazing how, but when you, and and I'm saying this from the standpoint of being a servant of God, when you say, Lord, you can use me however you want to use me, it's amazing how sometimes we don't like the way that God chooses to use us. But he still gets the glory from it. Because I share with you, Prophet Savol, that when I went through that, of of losing my child and I actually I had to go to the hospital and and um I'm I'm laying there and the the nurse now I'm laying in the bed she knows why I'm there there's a tear coming down my face I'm not even looking at her I'm looking I'm looking away from her and she begins to talk to me about her fertility situations and I <laughs> I remember thinking lord are you serious are you seriously going to have this woman she knows why I'm here. She knows what what situation I'm going through, and she's telling me about her issues. And I remember turning to look at her, and I beginning I begin to tell her about what God could do. And it's amazing how my anger shifted. It, it shifted from anger to encouragement. And not only was I encouraging her, her strength and her belief in God, but it also reminded me of who I was in God, and it reminded me of what God could do. And the end result of that is that I have this beautiful daughter who is, she she loves the Lord, and, and her desire to serve the Lord is so strong. And it, it just amazes me how, you know, when the Bible says, be angry but sin not. So, yes, the anger is there, and it manifests, and it, 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 it's, it's a part of the process, and it's okay. I actually think it's, it's, um, it's more dangerous when we don't allow the emotion the, the, to come forth, um, because when we, right, try to right. bury it, when we try to bury it, we find that it does manifest itself. 
whether that's spiritually, uh, whether it's, it's financially, whether it's physically, um, because when you when you bury that emotion, it can manifest itself uh, physically. There can be sicknesses that arise, and we don't know why, but it's because there are things that are trying to get out, and it, it manifests itself in some way. And so we have to allow ourselves the opportunity to deal with the anger but not be in sin, to deal with the anger but not allow it to become um, detrimental to other people. And so that that's what I wanted to share, Prophetess. You know, I, I'm loving this because when I think about all that God has done and all that he does in us and through us and even what you were sharing of how, you know, you were in that situation and how God was like, okay, you're here, and the lady came in and she was like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, and you begin to share from your heart, hey, God is still capable of doing this because a part of us knows, still knows God. You know, we still know what he's capable of. We still know what he, what he has the ability to do, and we just submit ourselves or turn ourselves over to him how much more greater will we see him do in our lives? You know, I, I know that sometimes when we get angry, you know, even I've experienced this on a personal level, you know, you get blinded by the anger that you are feeling and you're dealing with, and that anger tends to blind you, and it causes you to feel, um, you know, as we say now in slang, some type of way. You know, and, and so I want, you know, um, prophets uh, or and Ms. Patricia to talk to us a little bit about that because, you know, our anger, we have to we have to learn how to temper it. You know, when we're hurt, we as women, if we are not careful, we can hit you right in the juggler and we won't even think about it until like a few moments, hours, weeks, maybe years later. Man, that was a low blow. You know, <laughs> or I cut you off at the knees and I'm I'm sorry. You know, but all of that stems from that hurt. And, you know, there's a saying that says that hurting people hurt people. And and I think that's so true that when we're in this process of hurt, we have to be so careful that we don't hurt other people because of the hurt that we're experiencing and because of how we feel, how that we feel some type of way about what has happened to us. And so we begin to inflict that through our anger off on other people. And, and God tells us he's clear on it. He knows we're going to be angry. But he says, be angry and sin not. And so how do we balance that? How do we gauge that, Minister Tricia? Um, man, that is a that is a good question. One of the things that, like, um, all of the women have already um, attested to is after we acknowledge, like, hey, we're hurting and, and we allow ourselves to feel that emotion, you have to remind yourself, like Prophetess Samantha said, that after we feel that anger, after we feel that emotion, make sure our actions, how are they affecting other people? Um, because typically when we get angry at somebody and we are ready to, um, as I call, launch out or out of our feeling, because um, if you know me, I'm very well at that. Once I have got to my point of I'm not being bad with you any longer, then I literally will start. I have no no balance. I have the the issue of learning how to balance it all of. I go to the extreme of it. But what God has been showing right, me is, right. is that how how 
when you get done, because you're allowed to be angry, um, and when the Bible says that we are to be angry and sin not, when you get done, you can't take that back. And so I ask myself, you know, when I'm angry, when I feel like, you know, I've had enough and you're going to hear what I have to say and I don't care how I say it or how it makes you feel, God asks me and tells me, and I have to remind myself, when I'm done, when I, you know, my anger subsides, how will it affect that relationship? How will that person see me? Will that take my witness? Will I be able to come back to you and say, hey, you know, I was sorry, I was angry. Will you be, you know, considered? Will you be compassionate of my anger? Because, you know, after we, somebody can make us us upset. And and I tell my husband this all the time and we laugh because um, when we get done and you offend me and then I turn back around and offend you, I still have the ability to respond in the way that I choose to. And so even though my anger may be justified and I had the right to go off on you, you as the receiver now have the option to choose how you'd like to respond. And so sometimes we really have to ask ourselves when we feel the need to go off, when we feel the need to be angry, when we feel the need to, uh, as you said, prophets, cut you at the knees, how will it affect us? How will it affect that relationship? Is that relationship worth it? It doesn't mean that I can't express to you my anger. It does not mean that I can't tell you how I'm feeling. Um, So one of the things that I practice is when I know I'm getting upset, when I know I'm getting to my boiling point, I actually write down what I would like to say before I say it to you. I I write it down because I know because, um, you know, uh, my family genetically, historically, we can be real flippant at the mouth. And so sometimes what comes off of my tongue is not always badly. I tend to use a few choice words that I probably should not. Um, and I will do it, and it will flow off my tongue. And I'm like, wow. Even after I hear myself, I'm like, ooh, that, that probably wasn't the best thing to say. And so now I, I force myself to write it down. I force myself to to figure out what the issue is, what's the bigger picture, because I believe that if I can figure out why I'm angry, what's causing my anger, then I can explain to you better why I'm angry. Why I'm angry, what's my justification for being angry. And regardless of if you agree or not, to me it helps me. And so, you know, uh, for example, when I'm, I'm angry with my husband and I don't like something he did, I, I write it down. And when I get done writing them down, if he, he doesn't, you know, show that he loves me or he appreciates me, and I can say, hey, you don't love me, you don't appreciate me, and I'm sick of this, I'm sick of you, I don't have to be here. And, and it's true. Everything I said is absolutely correct. But if I write it down and I say that on the piece of paper, I don't have to be here, I'm sick of you, well, then what else is the root cause? Maybe it's, hey, you know what, I'm angry because I don't feel like I'm a priority to you. And I don't want to leave you. Obviously, I don't want to divorce you. I, I would love to be married to you. That's why I married you. I just don't feel like a priority. And then I try to find out if what how is he going to respond? Because usually my husband's answer is, okay, well, then how do I do that for you? And so then I try to come up with a reason or an explanation of, hey, this is, this is what you did to me, and this is my solution of how we can work on that. And if we don't, if we are better at learning how to express ourselves when we are angry, I think it will benefit, you know, the receiver of that anger. <laughs> but we – go ahead, Prophet. I'm sorry. You were going to say something. 
No, I was just thinking about what you were saying. Oh. You know, I think that I'm so grateful that you're sharing that example because I, and the way and your approach in working through that anger because a lot of times I don't think we see the words that are coming out of our mouth. Yes. And absolutely. if we could see the words coming out of our mouth, then would we actually say those words? And so to me, you writing it down says I'm I'm taking that, you know, that self check and saying that I'm gonna look at these words before I say them. And, you know, we have that saying, you know, listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Coming out of my mouth, but yes. but basically what you you're saying is see the words that are, you know, that I want to come out of my mouth and it's like a guard to say Okay, is this is this who I am? And does this person deserve to be treated the way I'm about to express this? You know, because a lot of times for me when I've gotten anger, when it's been like really close to heart, I've said things that I regret saying and you're right, you can't take it back. And that damage is done. And so you you know, as you're navigating through that, you're dealing with I just came across as somebody that I don't even like. I just shared a part of myself that I don't even agree with. I don't even like that person. Like, I don't even want to do lunch with that person. I don't want to sleep with that person. I'm mad because this person is here. You know, um, Dr. Charlene, if you would just share a little bit with us as our time is winding up on this, uh, the broadcast today. Oh, praise God. I was just listening to you all and it's just awesome you know it's encouraging that I I, was, uh, I gathered that uh, from you know just listening it says you know you know anger can come but don't, don't allow it to fester don't allow it to become worse or more intense in your life you know and don't let it stay there for a long term if you leave it there for a long term you neglect it and it stays there then it has that time and that room to fester and to grow and when it festers and it grows, then you give it access to every area of your life. And we don't want to give it access at all. But when it comes, you know, recognize that it's there. And that's what I gather from uh, uh, Minister Tricia. She writes down, instead of just saying it, she writes the words down. And, <laughs> and, and if she read it, then she's like, oh, I really don't want to say it like that. You know, and it gives you room and time to think. So that's her not allowing it to fester within our hearts. She's not allowing it. You know, it's just to talk about how we are to guard our hearts. You know, we're to protect it, you know, and to cover it and shield it. So if we know that something negative is about to come, and a lot of times we can kind of sense something is not going on right, you know, and and we get out of that denial, oh, that's not going to happen to me, and realize that, oh, yeah, it can happen to you then, you know, we can have our our hearts guarded and, and covered that we, we don't allow that anger to and the hurt to come in and begin to fester and grow and cause a negative uh, uh, response to come out from our lives. So I want to encourage everyone to be encouraged and know that anger and hurt is, and the denial of the hurt is going to come, but you can go beyond that by the help of God. Amen. Thank you all so much for tuning into the broadcast. As always, it's been a great, excellent broadcast. This is a heated subject, 
because we don't really talk about our hurt. We don't like to talk about the things that affect us and how we overcome those things. But I'm so glad that the ladies that are on the line have been willing to share that with you all today. So we invite you to come back with us next week as we dive even further into overcoming this past hurt and overcoming hurt. God bless you. We love you. Goodbye.